meeting in Mobile, Alabama. We drove over from Pensacola for that. And then when we drove back to Pensacola, I thought I had it made, but Bishop Ayers asked me to come back to Mobile and preach over there last Sunday. So I really didn't get away from the pulpit. <laughs> in fact, he had his radio service going, so we were able to do that. But what else could you do? The man came up here for our dedication. 
So when he asked me to drive 50 miles, well, <laughs> I had to uh, respond. But we thank the Lord. I think the meeting was fruitful. And we did everything in Pensacola that we wanted to do. And that was nothing. <laughs> Amen. Nothing. We, we went down and had that communal breakfast in the hotel in the morning. Then we go right back and get in bed again. Sleep, wake up, go to bed again. And we went to the mall and, and we walked. We walked a mile or so every day. Amen. And uh, had all my new balances, y'all. Oh. Got to the point that I kind of walked and walked and walked. Got rambunctious. Uh, that's Brother John. Can you keep up with me now, honey? <laughs> well, we walked and we had a good time down there. And we did that. I know I walked a good five miles while we were down there. So, about a mile a day. So, we thank the Lord. And uh, when we came back here, though, I don't like too much has changed. <laughs> Still got things waiting for you to do. But we thank the Lord for it. Now... We're going to come in tonight for the young people. I think it was the young people tonight. Okay, that's that's appropriate on this Mother's Day. And we were in the airport yesterday. You know, it was jammed and packed. I said, Pen, this is Mother's Day weekend. We saw all these children, babies hollering on the plane and everything. So I guess the people was taking their children to see Grandma. And well, my grandma's coming to see the children for the airport. Was hand to uh, wall to wall people, and it just dawned us what it was. It, it's, it's the Mother's Day weekend, and people was going to see those mothers. I was blessed to have a mother for 57 years. Uh, a lot of folk don't have parents that long. I had a father for 56, so the Lord blessed me in that area. So when you have one, you always said, "Lord, I thank you." Lord, I thank you. Pensacola, are you ready?
going to get. I'm worried about it. I'm not, I'm not an apologist. Yeah. I'm aware yeah, of it. Yeah, I've been on the other side of that. There was a time, you know, I used to go to church only on Mother's Day. On Easter. Because my mother lived to have it. But see, that wasn't doing anything for me. But I was going to go Really? Wanted to go, but I thank the Lord that I didn't because he wasn't right with it. He went all those years without a figure. He wanted to take it, but he didn't have the answer. And I thank the Lord that one day I found him. I learned to pray and I heard the word of God. And the man of God said, Come out from among them, my kingdom. And the Lord blessed me with salvation to the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm proud of that. Thank the Lord for sending the to the Lord called me. Knowing nothing save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I don't care about anything else. I know that Jesus is Amen. Thank the Lord for it. All right, man. Then we're going to talk about several mothers that we know in the <coughs> old and the new. Come on. When peace like a river attended my way.
master. We thank the Lord for knowing that and for making preparations that it will be well with your soul. You know, we commend the mothers here at this church for bringing their mothers, bringing their children, I'm sorry, to serve the Lord in the way that they should and being with them as they tarry for the Holy Ghost. The Lord doesn't change, people. People change. The Lord Jesus Christ told Nicodemus, unless a man is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot see nor enter the kingdom of God. Now, you can change it if you want to, but the Lord hasn't changed it. It's been the way that way down through the ages. And that's the way it will be until Jesus comes. Thank the Lord for Sister Steele being here and we left. We saw her laying on her back. Now the Lord has raised her up and she said, no pain, no complications, none of those things. And she had a very serious operation because she told us before she left that she could have almost paralyzed. But the Lord brought her right on through. We thank the Lord for all of our guests this morning. Thank you for being here. Fanny, Fanny. Tell me, what was it, last Saturday you had your thing there? Yes, sir. What was it, uh, what do you call it? Bridal shower. Bridal shower. I messed it up there, didn't I? <laughs> I called it baby shower. <laughs> I, I almost messed it up. It's a good thing I said that because if I would have said bridal shower, then she would have knew what was going on. <laughs> So I didn't know those things would be secret, so I got to say, I'm going to make the announcement, we're going to have a bridal shower here, sir. So Mother Johnson didn't realize that you're not, I wasn't supposed to say anything. I didn't know. So we, we thank the Lord. We changed it real quick. We changed the subject, so I don't think she heard what I was saying. Amen. But I understand our scatter told me to say you all had a fine time, and, and they got the air condition fixed just in time for that. And I was Actually, it was real cold over there. <laughs> cold over there in the fellowship hall, but we thank the Lord for all things. The Lord is just doing good about doing good things. All right. And we'll be dedicating the babies this evening. I think our brother Stephen is coming down. Alice Cutter called me this morning from Philadelphia. Some good news and some bad. <laughs> but we thank the Lord for it. Not bad, bad, y'all. I don't look like that. No. Sister Lavert looked at me like she's there. That's going to bite her fingernails off. Not bad, bad. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right. So I said, I got a feeling. Everything's going to be all right. All right. All right. I don't want to start anything in here. Cause I heard, I heard y'all really going to town out here. I don't know who had a testimony or what. But y'all were really, somebody was really going to town. All right, in the book of Matthew. Chapter... Number 20, and verse 20. This is where the mother of James and John make an ambitious request to the Lord. As I saw some of these children here, I see so many youngsters here, and they're 
singing in the choir and praising the Lord and all of them in here can tell you what to do to be saved and uh, it's just good that they know that and uh, they're on their way to be with the Lord we know all of them are not going to stay but I pray that majority of them will there are so many of them here now already with the Holy Ghost and receiving the Holy Ghost at a young age 10, 11, 11 I look around and see all these youngsters here that were babies and now grown in school with their own cars and college and see Renee and Jay and, and Michelle and all these kids here were just little tots. Amen. And now they're grown on their way. I can call them now and tell them give me a lift. Amen. Amen. Haven't got to that point yet, but one day I will, so y'all be ready. Might have to say give me a lift. Now we've got the little babies around here and the baby, baby, babies. We got the Ryans and and the uh, Darians and all the other little kids. And children are so sweet. They come to me all the time, you know. And I thank the Lord for them. Amen. But the word of God says, unless you become as a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. See, a child is trustworthy, have faith and believe. They're honest. Unless you become a little child, you can no wise enter the kingdom of God. All right, let's see what what it was that the mother of James and John wanted. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children, with her sons worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. Now, I want you to keep your mind on some of these words. Worshiping him. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? What does you want me to do? She said unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on thy right hand and the other on the left, in thy kingdom. And it goes on, But Jesus answered and said, Ye know not what ye ask. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of? And be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. They said to him, We are able. And he said to them, Ye shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give. But it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my father. And when the ten heard it, they were moved indignation against the two brothers. But Jesus called them unto him and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. Now, there's a case of Two brothers want to go back with the Lord Jesus. If you look and listen at the word, they came worshiping him. The mother came, she didn't send him. She came with him. And today, now you find a lot of mothers in churches, a lot of churches, is always the grandparents bringing the children. You don't find the mothers with them. 
they're getting ready for grandmother to take them. And they're going back to bed and do whatever they have to do. But all through the word of God, the mothers always came with the child and prepared them to be with the Lord Jesus. They came worshiping along with the child, asking the Lord to do this or do that. And I noticed these mothers weren't concerned about the status in this world. Because we find that the Lord said to her, What will thou, or what it is that you want me to do? She said, She wanted him to grant that these my sons may sit, the one on the right and the other on the left, in thy kingdom. She didn't say anything about down here. She wanted them to reign with the Lord in eternity, in his kingdom. But there is something that you have to do. So the Lord Jesus Christ asked her this question. Uh, are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said, oh yeah, we are able. We are able. Oh, Lord, so you're going to drink of it, all right. Yeah. If you intend to go back with me, yeah. you're going to have to be persecuted for my name's sake. Yeah. You're going to have to hold up the bloodstained banner. Yeah. You're going to have to live a holy life. Yeah. You're going to have to be holy because I am holy. Yeah. You have to do something. You just can't expect to go back with Jesus Christ doing your own thing. They don't have a separate hell. One for children and one for adults. We got one hell. And there's one way to get out of hell. And that's to get in Jesus. Don't go in his titles. You got to go through his name. Because the word of God said, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. You got to be saved. A transformation has to be in your life. You just can't go to church and say, It is well with my soul. Something has to be taken care of. Seeing that man is body, soul, and spirit. Amen. And seeing that the Lord breathed life into that man and formed him out of the death. Out of the dust and breathed life into him and he became a living soul. Right. And only one part of that threefold man is going back with Jesus and that's the soul. Amen. The body is going back to the dust because you've heard it all the time. I know you've been to somebody's funeral. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. From dust you came and dust you shall return. But there's another part of you that will live on forever. That's why Jesus Christ said, I am he that liveth and was dead. 
but I'm alive forevermore. And because I live, ye shall live also. But you got to do what the Lord Jesus Christ told Nicodemus. As a choir song this morning, you must be, got to be, born again. You've heard me say it so many times, he that's born once dies twice. He that's born twice dies once. And a child of God does not die, he goes to sleep. A child of God is truly in the Lord Jesus Christ by the way that the Lord Jesus Christ gave Nicodemus. Being born of the water, that is to go down in Jesus' name, coming up in the walk, walking in the newness of life. And I mean getting on down in the altar and turn for the Holy Ghost. Till the Lord Jesus Christ come down on the inside. Amen. Yes, you can you can be converted, but you can be converted from right to wrong. But you've got to be born again. You've got to be born again. Why is it necessary to be born again? Because of Adam's disobedience to the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the Lord God put him in the Garden of Eden, he gave him a commandment and told him that the day you eat of this tree of, uh, of good and evil, thou shalt surely die. And we know that they died, not physically, but they died right then and there. They died a spiritual death. And that's why the Lord Jesus Christ said, I am come that they might have life. Not talking about a physical life because the word of God said flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You've got to be born again by the Spirit. That's the only way for you to get in the kingdom. That's why we say, mothers, bring your child on in here and teach them how to get down and call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Teach them that they've got to be born again the same as you. Teach them that the same thing applies to the mother, applies to the child. But see, folks say, well, I, I, I want my child to live a little while before they get into this. Well, they're dead already. They come here to receive life. You're born dead because of Adam. You walk around alive naturally, but you're dead spiritually. I don't want to spend too much time in church. Well, I'm going to tell you something. A real mother uh, want the best. Or I said a real mother. Want the best for that child, and the best they can get is Jesus. Amen. I don't care what you give them. Sometimes we give them too much, you know. Because we say, well, I don't want to see them what their little face has been up. When you can't give them what they want, you know, so they throw a frown on you. And you give them, you open up that pocketbook. And they know how to manipulate you. Oh, yes, they do. Because I did it. Amen. I have always been 70, you know. Amen. I've been 72. Amen. But the thing is, you know, we say, well, then again, we put it this way. I want them to have what I didn't have. You know, I don't want them to go through what I went through when I was coming up. But the next question I have to ask you, are you in jail? 
Whatever you have is good enough. That's right. To keep you from jail. That's right. Keep you going from nine to five. Kept you to the point where you could raise your children. Got you to the point where you can love your children. Now lights went out last night and we had uh, some oil lamps there. You know. And uh, as soon as we got back in town, things started happening. But you know, it took my mind back so many years. When I came up, that's the only light we had. We couldn't do this. When I came up, we had oil lamps. The same kind that we used last night. That's right. And my mother sit there many day, many night when I had a cold, but I all lamp, and gave me this kerosene and sugar. Amen. And give me some lemon and onions and uh, 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 s uh, sugar syrup from a cold. Rub down that chest. Yeah. Sit there with me all night long. Because if, you, if the purpose of it was to make you a sweat to the point would break up that cold. But if they didn't keep that cover on you, you'd wind up with more cold than you had. So my mother would sit there all night long. Every time the cover come back, I remember mama pulling it up underneath her neck again. All night long. I'm talking about a mother, saints. I'm talking about a mother. But when children don't appreciate that now. Is what have you done for me lately? What can you give me now? I want to use the car. And if you don't let me have it, I'm starting to whip you up. I just understand it when I hear folks say I can't do anything with my child. He got a backside back there. You could have been doing something with it a long time ago. You know, wait till you get up old enough, big enough to whip you. You know. I believe the Lord God put that bottom back there for you to check him up. Because the word of God says, uh, uh, spare the rod and spoil the child. But I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to see his face bent up. But let me tell you something. You're not helping the child when you let him rule you. When you let him have All we do now is come home and jump on the computer, jump on the television. They don't have anything to do at home anymore. No responsibilities, nobody to answer to. Just come in and do their thing. They don't even wash their own car if you buy it for them. <laughs> Want you to do it. I'm telling you about things that's happening, things that I see. Things that I see. But when I came up, we had to empty the the, 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 the water bucket under, not the bucket, but that little pan under the ice box. Amen. My sister had to wash the dishes and I had to drum. 
had to mop them. I had to go to the store and get these globes that went on those lamps. And I had to wash those lamps when they got black. I had to wash them out. I had to. See, when you start talking about the, the foolish virgins, I know what it is about the oil in your lamps. Because I went to get that kerosene, you see. And I rolled up that week like an ice to trim them weeks. If you didn't, all that smoke would blacken up your globe. You see. But I've never been in jail. Now let me tell you something about my father. I'm going to go on with, the, with these mothers here. I used to go and see my father before he died, and I'd look at him. I said, Bootsy, we used to call him Bootsy, you know, he's a hard senior. I said, you remember how small I used to whip, whip on me and whip on me and whip on me? And I said, and you and, and asked me, uh, you going to do it again? I said, I said, no, no. And he said, oh, yes, you are. <laughs> whip me again. <laughs> Daddy, can take care of the back back there. You going to do it again? Bro? I said, oh, no. And he said, oh, yes, you are. <laughs> you know what he told me? He said, you're not in jail, are you? See, and I came up in a part of town. I was born and raised right here in southwest Washington, which was called the slums then. They called them ghettos now. There was slums where you had uh, uh, rats big as cats. And the cats moved over when the rats came by. <laughs> and you all think I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not making, these are not jokes. I'm standing in the pulpit. When you went downstairs, uh, 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 the, the rats move over and you just went on down, they went on down. They made us move several times. Because they got to the point that I was afraid they would bite us. And we moved. Yeah. What I'm saying is we live in the part of town where y'all talking about drugs and things now. They were shooting up drugs way back in our little boy, but I never got involved in it because my daddy touched me up back then. Amen. That's right. I'd be outdoors doing everything I want to do. And I hear that, I hear that sound, Junior! I don't care what I was doing. You better get on in there. <laughs> Amen. Well, I didn't fool around either. I got on in there. And I used to look at him. He said that. I was so grateful. I looked at him, Lord, I just want to thank you, Daddy. Mama, too. Now, I know you mothers are kind of easy going. Because, see, uh, I used to get over on my mother. You know? I'll tell y'all a little something about me. I'm going back and say, I know you mothers are compassionate. We didn't have much. We came with a poor family, you know, but on Sundays, I would go and put on my little shirt and tie and things. I'd go on courting, you know, and I'd go on the movies. I didn't have a dime in my pocket. So I know how to manipulate, you know. I'd walk on by my mother two or three times. Head down. Head down two or three times. I didn't say a word. Next thing I hear something like this. Mom going upstairs, I say. Junior? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I go upstairs, she she throw a couple of bucks on me, you know. <laughs> I throw a couple of bucks on me. That ain't gonna be nothing. <laughs> throw them a couple of bucks on me, you know, and then I I'd come on downstairs and walk past my sister, you know, she's a little bigger than me. I'd pull the same thing. <laughs> Red Junior, I give you a dollar. I went on down my load. I'm out there laughing, pocket heavy. And three dollars in them days, but it was big money. <laughs> so I know what your mothers would do. But we were trying to get you to be like these mothers here in the Bible. Now, this mother that we're talking about wanted her sons to have the best in life. 
She believed that salvation was the only way of life. It wasn't just an interesting subject to discuss over a dinner or a cup of tea. She was more interested in her children's spiritual life than they were on the dean's list. I thank the Lord for the children here. I think I believe the mothers here would much rather for the children to be saved and sanctified with their names in the Lamb's Book of Life than being on the dean's list. But when you put Jesus first, you have no problems getting on the dean's list. Because the Lord Jesus Christ said, I bring all things to your remembrance. The Lord will bless these children. These children's here that's in this church. And the majority of them, even the little ones, are on somebody's list in school. Constantly saying, I, I got this, I got grades, I got this, I got that. And our, our, our young adults is in college, all of them getting 4.0s. All the time. And they're here all the time in the church. But the Lord Jesus Christ says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added. The Lord will fix it for you. The Lord will make a way for you. This, this woman was, was more concerned about her children's names being written in the Lamb's Book of Life than whether they were seen in society column uh, of that time. They always have society columns, you know. Don't think this is nothing new. Well, God said there's nothing new under the sun. They just didn't call them society pages. But people always want to be on the prominent side of life. All the time, they're nothing without Jesus Christ. I don't care if you don't have a pair of shoes. You have Jesus, you got it all. Amen. You all don't know how poor I was. That's right, we had on, I used to wear uh, patent leathers. Clean them things up with Vaseline. Going for my mother sitting in the church. Time didn't have stockings, they used to wear my sister's stockings. Soles flapping on my shoes. But my mother got such that I was never hungry. She just taught me what she knew. But what she knew wasn't right. Because she didn't know anything about the name of Jesus. My mother told me, son, get baptized. Because one day you're going to have to stand before the bar. That's what they used to call it. But I found out in later years that bar that she was talking about was the judgment seat of Christ. Well, you're going to have to give an answer for the things that's done in this body. And you've got to be born again when you stand there. Not just going down in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, because you haven't gone down in the name of Jesus. Unless you apply the name of Jesus Christ, you went down in the titles of Jesus Christ. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost is Jesus. But his name is still Jesus. Old Testament, it was Jehovah. But over here, it's Jesus. When you cross on over, he takes on a new uh, role in life. In the Old Testament, Jehovah demanded and required. In the New Testament, he beseeches and bestows. He gives it to you. But back there, they say, back yonder. I said, my father said that. 
back yonder. The Lord Jesus Christ said, you do it, I'll wipe you off the face of the earth. But on this side, the Lord is long-suffering to us all. Not willing that any should but that all should come unto repentance. And this mother had a feeling about that thing. She wanted her son's talents to put to the best use. We have talents here in this church and all of them are being used for the Lord. Oh, we have some talent here, but they're using it for Jesus Christ. Amen. And the Lord Jesus Christ keep on increasing their talents. You watch these children around here that saved and sanctified and watch just the little things that they do. Amen. You see all that talent come out, all that joy that's down on the inside. Amen. I see the little child, what is, uh, where is she in the little child now? I see Jay, when she, when she gives you a note, something's always a smiley face on it. Amen. See, you got to have joy down on the inside. That's talent, praise our God. And all the children, when they're doing things around here, it's because of the Lord Jesus Christ. I see almost every child in the church praying on, praying on something or beating on something. You don't even know they have the talent, but they have something going in there playing the little flutes and the trumpets and the drums and all this stuff. But they're still seeking the Holy Ghost. I see this little child right here, tears come down because she don't receive the Holy Ghost when she get down there. But one day, right there, that the Lord's going to come in like a rushing mighty wind. She's going to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God came up to us. They stay down there. You don't find children today just upset because they didn't receive the Holy Ghost on Terry night. You don't, you don't find it every day. I'm not talking about a 30 year old. I'm talking about a 12 or 13 year old. What's the matter, honey? I didn't receive the Holy Ghost. You will. You don't find that in most churches today. Hallelujah. I'm talking about holiness churches. You don't find it. Amen. You don't find it. Because they're not taught it. Amen. Just think they can do anything they want to do, but they got to be born too. Amen. Thank the Lord for that. But I told you before this mother came with her son, she didn't see him. She expected great things, and she asked great things. Can they sit on your left and your right hand? She wanted, couldn't get any better than that to her. She believed the Lord Jesus Christ should be the first in their lives. And she came to him and said, now, I, 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 I want my children to have the best. I want my boys to have the best. She wasn't looking for the best for her boys outside the sanctuary. She was looking for them inside, in the presence of the Lord. People said, well, well, I think my child is staying in church too, staying in church too much, or too long. Well, how, 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 how did thirty years in jail sound? How that great? How that sound? Is that too much or too long? Then on top of that, they want to bail. See, we don't, we, we we don't think of what we're asking. I want my child to live a little, is what they say, before they come into the church. How can you? Without Jesus Christ, I said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Apart from Jesus Christ, there is no life. 
I don't care who you are, what your status in life is, how much you make, what you drive, where you live, how good you think you look. And I'm going to tell you something, don't think you look all that good because nothing dead looks good. And if you haven't been born again, you're dead. You're, 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 you're dead and you don't look good dead. But folks think they're the most to say the least. You put on a heart shaft and marks or whatever it is and they think they're the most to say the least, but you still did. Well, let's look at this lady in the Old Testament. Then we're going to close this thing out here. First Samuel. chapter 1 and verse 27 she said for this child I prayed and the Lord hath given me my petition which I asked of him therefore also I have lent him to the Lord as long as he liveth he shall be lent to the Lord and he worshiped the Lord there Samuel's mother Hannah asked the Lord for this child and when the Lord blessed her with it she turned it over to Jesus well to God saying Jesus she turned him over and if we go back and look a little while you will see if we look at verse 20 this is the very birth of Samuel so wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. And the man of Canaan and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice of his vow. But Hannah went not up. For she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned. And then I will, what's going to send him? Bring him. That he may appear before the Lord, and there abide forever. And Elkanah, her husband, said unto her, Do what seemeth thee good. Tarry until thou have weaned him. Only the Lord established his word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bullocks and one ephah of flour and a bottle of wine and brought him into the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. And they stood bullock and brought the child to Eli, and she said, O oh my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here, praying unto the Lord. This is a child, for this child I prayed. That's how she get into that part. This is a child that you heard me put in a petition for. So now I'm going to turn him over to the Lord. Amen. She said, I'm going to turn him over to Jesus. Now, again, you notice she dressed him for the services. Now, verse 18 and 19 in the second chapter, 
she got him ready. She didn't leave it to anybody else. And if you look at that verse 124, the child was young when she took him. Train him up in the way that she go. You don't have to wait until he's 12 because his mind's already made up. Train him up. She was young. She didn't wait till they got old. And she recognized the Lord's ownership of the child in verse 28. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And then she rejoiced over the arrangements she made with the Lord. If you look at 2 and 1, she said, Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. Mine horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. And we all know who Sammy, who Sammy turned out to be by learning to the Lord. Amen. Samuel. But she said, Lord, you give him to me. I'm going to give him back to you. Amen. Children today don't want to have it. Parents today don't want to turn their children over to the Lord. Turn them over to them boyfriends so them boyfriends can scald them up and beat them up. Put them in the ovens and all that old foolishness. No wonder where God said we're living in the last days. People will be without unnatural affections. Without natural affection. It's not a natural affection for you to beat up your child or allow some boyfriend to beat him up. That's not natural. That's not natural whatsoever. A mother will give her life for a child, a true mother. And don't even think about it. Amen. Talking about he, he hit her and I, and, and I was afraid of him. What kind of mother is that? A real mother, some man hit a child, she'll latch into him until with every breath that's in him. Don't talk about I was afraid. Amen. Even my animal out there will give his life for his cub. With some of us are worse than animals. Gotta have that man. Gotta have that woman. No, you the only thing you gotta have is Jesus. You have Jesus, everything else will fall into place. I've never been as happy as I am in Jesus right now. And thanks, I had a good mother and father. They just didn't know the way. Amen. They were they they, they were in what they were in for 48 and 52 years. Amen. They got half of it, but they didn't get all of it. I took them down in the name of Jesus myself. But they didn't turn for the Holy Ghost. They stayed in tradition. Stayed in tradition. My father was from one church in Baptist for 52 years. And that's how he died. My mother for 48 years. Right down there at Friendship, right there in Southwest Washington. But she didn't have what the Lord said. You can't change the rules for anybody. Amen. Amen. I can't change the rules for my mother and father. The Lord Jesus Christ said, unless a man is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He didn't say for everybody's mother and father, but Bishop Johnson. <laughs> he didn't say that. You want your parents and your loved ones saved, but they got to do what Jesus said. People just don't want to believe in a child. They say, well, 
when I was coming up, I used to hear it say, well, a child, uh, if he died before he was 12, he automatically went to the, to, the, to the kingdom with the Lord. Because until he was 12, all his sins was on his mother. The next question is, what happened to the mother and father when they died before the child got 12? Whose sins did it fall on them? But the word of God said he knows your heart, Amen. knows your mind. The Lord knows who would accept the word of God. That's how the child is saved. Would you have accepted when you heard the word of God? The Lord knows the hearts and minds of all people. I'm not saying all children go to hell because the Lord knows the mind. But they automatically put in there because it wasn't 12. They work that way. You gotta be born again. The Lord said you gotta be born again. You gotta be born again. Didn't say you gotta be born again after you're 12. You gotta be born now. There's such a thing as predestination, you know. And the Lord knows. You predestined before you came into this universe. Whether you're going back with the Lord Jesus Christ or not. And the Lord knows who was going to accept the word of God when they heard it and who wasn't. That's how that child, you see a child in, in, in parents and mother's arm today and say, oh, it looks so cute. And then if something happened to him, well, he, little angel went with the Lord. Well, as a boy, child, I got, I got new, a girl, child, I got news for you. All the angels were men. But see, we, we, we go on with this foolishness that we've been taught down through the years and disregard what the Lord said. Lord said, you must be born again. But people don't want to accept it. They want to do their own thing until it's too late. When it's too late, it's too late. Nothing you can do about it. There is no salvation on the other side of the cross. He said, the day that you hear my voice, to harden not your heart. That's what the word of God says. He said, the day is the day of salvation. Today. Today is the day. Let me go over here, since we're talking about this day here. I want, maybe somebody want to get Hosea. 12 and 10, then I'm going to go back to this today thing here. It says, sow unto yourselves. Somebody got it? I am going to get it. What? Yeah. I have also spoken by the prophet. No. Sow unto yourselves into righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your it's time to seek the Lord. Until he come and reigneth righteousness upon you. And what if God says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found? Because the time is going to come, you're going to seek him and you're not going to be able to get in touch with him. That's why I said, the day you hear my voice, the hard night of how I read the next voice in there, Sister Anderson. You have proud wickedness. You have reaped iniquity. You have eaten the fruit of lies. In thy way. All right. Yeah. Uh huh. That's good. Thanks. 
Now that foul ground is the cold heart. An evil heart that will not accept the word of God. That evil mind said, break it up and let the Lord come in. But no, you have sowed evilness and righteous, uh, unrighteous to yourself. So the Lord goes over here and do the wrong number chapter number 30. And I was talking about this day. And see what's in store for you this day. He said, for this commandment, this is the final warning, which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou should have saved, who shall go up from us to heaven and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that thou should have saved, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it. But listen. But the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it. See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments that thou mayest live and multiply and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land where thou goest to possess it. But if thy heart turn away so thou wilt not hear but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them I denounce unto you this day that you shall surely perish and that you shall not prolong your days upon the land whether thou pass it over Jordan to go to possess it. He said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, Therefore, choose life that both thee and thy seed may live. I set before you life and death this day, not tomorrow, today. Today that you hear my voice, come up. Come on out to hell. The Lord Jesus Christ said, Be ye separate, come out from among them. Then I'll be a father to you. The Lord Jesus Christ will father, mother, anything you want to be. But he said, I'll set a blessing, a cursing before you. Choose life. Yeah. This day. This now, if you think that's just talking about uh, little lights on, it's going over to Romans here. Give you a little Bible lesson here. Romans 10. Now, you start in Romans 9, 10, 9, and 10. This might hurt your feelings, but it's true. Somebody read Romans 9 and 10, 9, and 10. Yeah, that's what I want. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you something. If that's all you did to be saved, you held down. 
the hellbound. That was not written to the church. Now people have taught, the preachers will tell people, come just believe in your heart and you can be saved. But I want to take you to verse number one and see who he was talking to. Verse number one says what? For the next is, is that they might be saved. Keep on reading. I bear them record. They have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. All right. Mm -hmm. They were self-righteous folk. Mm-hmm. For Christ is the end of the law, for righteousness to everyone that believes. All right. For Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law, that the man should do these things shall live by them. All right. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Okay. Say not in thy heart, who shall ascend? What did you just, what, what did this say there in Deuteronomy? How do you hear these same words? Is that right? Mm -hmm. Read it aloud for me. Who shall ascend? Now he's telling me who's to bring that, bring Christ down. Go ahead. Uh huh. But what says it? Okay. The word is nigh even in thy mouth. And in thy heart. In thy heart. That is the word of faith. That is the word which we preach. Now, 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 this was written to the Jews that had rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. So you, you believe in your heart all that and confess your mouth is not going to save you. You see. That was, see, in, in dealing with the book of Romans, the 9th, 10th, and 11th chapter deal with the past, present, and future of the nation Israel. That's right. Not Gentiles. So Paul here is saying the same thing that the writer said. In Deuteronomy, on he he explains to himself who is to bring Christ down or bring Christ up. It's right in your mouth. If you confess that Jesus Christ is God Almighty, that's what he's saying here in Romans not ten nine and ten. If you confess it, you can have life. You can have. It. We know he's just talking to a remnant of Jews because in Romans number 6 we find those that had accepted the Lord Jesus Christ because he says, shall we continue in sin that Christ may abound, that grace may abound he said, of course not. But this is written to all that said for he came into his own as all received him but as many as received him to them gave he power the sons of God for around here going to hell because of lack of knowledge because of tradition. Amen. You gotta have Jesus. Mothers, you gotta have Jesus. Children, you gotta have Jesus. Mother, you gotta train them and bring them on. If you live in the thing from them, you don't have to beat them and make them come to church. But the question is, what are you living in home? If you live like a saint, then your child will turn out to be a saint. But you can't live like a heaven at home and be a saint in here. Anybody can sit in here an hour. You can be a saint for an hour. 
when you get home, hallelujah, and you beat your husband half to death. And you do it now, because he just had a nagging kind of wishy-washy. Amen. Amen. See, these women here, when I see on television, you know, these men don't stand a chance. Amen. You know. But see, a man is supposed, your day is coming, fathers, next month. But mothers, if you live a holy life, the odds are your child will live the same life that you live. See, a child always imitates mother. Both of the parents, but they usually imitate that mother until he get what grade is that about the third or fourth grade? Then he leave the mother when he going to the father. See, he'll be riding for mama until he's a little boy. Until he get little, then he get that little nine and ten year old stage and you see him ease on over to daddy then, see. But what I'm saying to the mother, you had the opportunity to train him up. Yes. See, he's right underneath you. Yeah. You see. I noticed that with Jeffrey. The whole time Jeff was a little boy, everything is his grandma. Oh my, oh my, oh my God, the whole time. Now when Jeff got about eight, nine years old, you see Jeff, is, I, I, I look for Jeff, there's Jeff right there. I said, grandma upstairs. He said, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he said, right there. <laughs> so he done got to the point now that the, the boy is coming into him. So the boy wanted to be associated with me. See? But notice the point is, you have the advantage. You have the opportunity to train up your child right now. Because he's going to be under you. And you know, since you think about that, I, 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 I know that to be true. Because when I was a boy, I used to be right underneath my mother all the time. In fact, I used to suck on the big part of my arm, you know. And my mother used to say, get away from the boy. And mama said she thought I was going to be a sissy. <laughs> really, because I used to bite on the arm all the time, you know. Because I was the youngest one and I wasn't in school. My sister was, but I was riding with my mother all the time. Now, now we think about that thing, playing for a little different. I stay running with her all the time. So, mothers, you all have that advantage. You all can train up that child, but that child will be right underneath you up to a certain age. So, get him started. Tell him about Jesus. Get him away from all them old funny tapes and start giving him some tapes that tell you about the Lord. Don't say that. You know, everything is not miles and shooting all up in the sea and things. They got tapes out there that tell you about Daniel's coat and all those kind of things. Train him up. Watch him with him. Explain it to him. You read the Bible. Explain it to him. Let him know what's going on. And you wind up with a sink. But just bring him to church once a week. It's not going to do it because you heard me say once before. One day of praying and six days of praying, your odds to get into heaven is six to one. Bring your child on in here. You don't have to be in the death. As I said, live something around him. Talk about Jesus. When you're home, just talk about the love of God. Talk about the love of Jesus Christ. Explain to him that Jesus is God. Explain that the Lord Jesus Christ hung on the cross for them to have life. Just don't wait till they get in Sunday school. You train them up. Tell them about Jesus. And the more you tell them about Jesus, the more they're going to want to know. The next thing you know, because my mama's time to go to church yet? Is it ready to go time to go yet, mama? 
You want to say, come on, boy, get them clothes on here. Come on. They'll be waiting for you. They'll be waiting for you. Try it and see. See, people, regardless whether they're a child or an adult, have the tendency to do what they're taught. That's why the word of God said, train up a child. Teach him. Help him. And that child will love you for it as you get older. And it was a wonderful day. You know, I thank the Lord for Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day 1968. It was May the 12th. And I went to see the pastor to, to answer my ministry. I was an usher. I was usher an aisle. And I put it off and I said, well, I'm not going to put it off any longer. to Mother Johnson. And after the morning service, I went to see Bishop Williams. And that's when he told me, as of this day, you're no longer in the brothers club, but you are a minister of the gospel. He just told us that you just go on to school. And I believe you all do this with that. And that was on a Mother's Day. And I always remember that. Now, you might not be called to be a preacher this Mother's Day, but you can't come to the Lord this Mother's Day. If I were you, I'd come this morning. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is now. You can come to him right now. Man, woman, boy, girl. If I were you, I'd come. It might be your last time. You don't know. Maybe your last time. Father, you are come. Don't wait until the doctor says there is no hope. Because the word of God said he would laugh at you in your calamity. But the day that you hear my voice, the day that you hear my voice, harden. I don't need it, honey. Not your heart. If I were you, I would come right now. Are you here, man, woman, boy, or girl? Man, woman, boy, or girl? If I were you, I'd come. Man, woman, boy, or girl, why don't you come right now? Thank you, thank you, sir. Come on. Come on. Step out. Step out on the road. If I were you, I'd come. Step out right now. Step out.
Lord, walk in this morning. 